0: Jason Herr, and he's going to be talking to us about his experience with the Ouija board. And I'm also recording during this nice brainstorm we're having outside in the rain. So you might hear some of that extra ambient noise. So Jason? Yeah? I'll leave it to you on the story we talked about the other day. Well, the story you told me the other day, your experience with the Ouija board. Um, Let's start a little bit about that. Oh, for my... uh
1: 13th birthday, I had decided that uh, I wanted to purchase a Ouija board and have some experiences, um, basically like from the things that I heard some of my other friends talk about. And I was always curious, so I thought it would be interesting to see, you know, it was your standard Parker Brothers edition, you know, Ouija board from the store. Um You know nothing special. a lot of my friends that I had spoken with um have had experiences with those or with ones that were handmade, such and so forth as that so you know first few times that I made some attempts to use it, nothing special, you know um and then we started getting some communication um not sure a whole lot about the validity of it in it because I didn't look into uh, the history of any of the stuff that was communicated to verify anything. Because you know, at that time,
0: yeah,
1: um, there weren't a lot of resources to look into that.
0: No, back then, what we didn't have internet back then. So. Exactly. It, it was, you'd have to go to your library, and you're lucky if if you went to your library and found what you're looking for. I mean. I mean, for the millennials or people who are used to that, who are listening, they, we didn't have those options back then.
1: Absolutely. So these days, you know, it's a lot easier to look things up. You know, it's not so difficult to find uh, that type of information. Yeah. So, you know, one of the first things that I remember is, uh, you know, the name that we got now. I don't have it written down on paper but from memory the best that i can say was the uh first name that we got was Amon and it was either spelled a-m-m-o-n or with only one n uh, with one m um the last name not sure how it's actually pronounced but it's spelled y-a-l-m and then n-o-x now that could be Hyphenated, could be separated. Um, You know, because the only thing that I know for sure is N-O-X or not is Latin for death. Uh, But beyond that, not really sure. Um, He was, as far as from memory, he he said that he was around um, the 16th century. Um, Some of the things that we got out of him... Uh, which again, you know, was hard to try and verify, but also seemed strange, was he had said that he was um, like a knight. But I thought that that was kind of interesting um, at the time, you know, but at the same time seemed odd for the area because I grew up in Southern California. And that kind of seemed to me weird. But I mean, I didn't understand that the possibility of this spirit that could be true because for them geography and distance and all those things don't exist yeah but it was uh it was an interesting you know little thing and you know so at the end of our session that particular evening my buddies were staying over the night and they thought it was unusual for me when I packed everything away and put the Ouija board back in the box that I didn't keep it in my room Uh, I put it in the hallway uh, because I was brought up to understand that you should never keep that where you sleep and you know so because I had gotten warnings from other friends about that I respected that, thought that was the best way to continue clean so that I didn't have any issues. Well, you know, young, young boys, how they can be, peer pressure and all that, they thought it was really funny, and they teased me a lot about that particular thing, and, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're afraid, da-da-da-da-da, you know, gave me a really hard time for, for that. So, you know, I eventually caved. And uh, I brought the Ouija board back into the bedroom. And prior to us getting ready to go to sleep for the night, I put it underneath my bed. And, you know, growing up in Southern California, earthquakes, things like that, you know, you're used to movements and things happening, not a big deal. Um, I had a mirror that was above my bed and that thing never moved, no matter what, earthquakes or otherwise, I've never had a problem with that. Thing moving well, this particular evening, you know, we, we shut off the light, and I probably was laying in bed, probably about ten, fifteen minutes or so, and then I heard a sliding sound, uh, scrape like against the wall, you know, and so instinctively I put my hands up, and I caught something in my hands, and I wasn't sure. What it was, piece of wood, you know, I had no clue, you know, I just said it was something that, you know, was weird. Okay, so I told my buddies, I said, hey, I need one of you to get up, and turn the light on. I got to show you something. So they turned the light on, and much to their surprise, I'm holding the mirror that had slid out from its frame. And the crazy thing about this was the fact that uh, had I not caught it, it would have hit me right along, you know, the neck area of my body. And, you know, I don't know that it would have been sharp enough to do anything, but definitely uh scary. damage. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, see, this is exactly what I was trying to tell you guys. Things like this, this is why I was told not to keep it in your room where you sleep.
0: Was that the same night you contacted this Yalmanox or Yalmanox? Yes. Yes. And
1: that was not the first contact that we've had with that particular entity but that was probably I want to say the fourth or fifth. Um, You know. So yeah but it was the first night that
0: I had done that
1: and then had kept the uh, Ouija board in my room.
0: Was there any other weird experiences after that
1: with it or did you get rid of it right away? I got rid of it pretty much uh, shortly after that. Um, One of my friends that had been there spending the night with me, he ended up taking it home with him and kept it. Um, I never heard anything from him uh, as far as whether he used it, had any experiences, but that was was pretty much it for me. I, I was done at that point. I thought, okay, yeah, that's that's a little bit unusual you know because i mean i've never really had anything like that happen before and and it was honestly scary for me yeah and i thought before
0: that before that you always kept it outside though right i mean and it's just that one particular time this it almost seemed like it was a i don't know if you can call it a physical attack or maybe a joke i don't know You know,
1: I kind of wonder because we were having that conversation, you know, he's it it may have been something like that. Well, let me just go ahead and solidify. And so, boom, this happens. So, yeah, I don't know if it was just something that was done. You know, I don't know if it was meant to hurt me in any way. Um, You know, it's hard to say. But, you know, at the same time, my thinking was that if that was the case then maybe that type of activity would have continued um, unless he was attached to the board.
0: And now, this was when you were young, but you've had oh, yeah. other paranormal experiences as you got older. So oh, yeah. Because I talked to James about what you guys were doing in Oklahoma. Uh, for people not listening, Jason, uh, her, this other gentleman, James Green, who I know, and I hope to get on the show as well. You guys were correct me if I'm wrong you guys were both ghost hunters in Oklahoma correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. We uh ended up uh getting on a paranormal team there in Oklahoma uh OKPRI which uh if my memory serves stands for Oklahoma Paranormal Research something. And uh Institute. <laughs> They were, um, they were a group that had been uh, involved with a more well-known group um, known as TAPS, and they had done a show with them um, at the Stone Lion Inn.
0: Now, yeah. I never
1: met any of the TAPS team while I was in this group, um, but we had a lot of fun experiences uh, going on um, investigations down in Oklahoma City. Um, and and further uh, west and south from there. Um, but being that we were uh, in the Tulsa area, it was harder for us to maintain a regular connection to this
0: group. Um, yeah, he was telling me you guys were like two hours out or something like that. I made it hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, we went as often as we could, but there were times during the work week that they would do night investigations that just weren't, you know, we weren't able to to join in everything. So eventually we um, decided to step away and and back out. Um, But I remember there was a uh, incident where we were investigating a home uh, outside of Oklahoma City and the owners had, uh, you know, had complaints of, uh, paranormal activity in the house, um, scratches, voices, um, poltergeist type activity, and they wanted us to come in and investigate some of those claims to see if we could reproduce or if we could have any um, success with contacting any of these uh,
0: spirits that they had in their home. So, so let me back up for a sec. So. I just want to create context for people who are new to this. Uh, I, uh, I don't know how to define a poltergeist. What would set the parameters for what you would call technically a poltergeist? Uh, Polter just parameters. for just for newer listeners or for people that you know don't know the term poltergeist. Because I know there's specific terminology for that, correct? I mean, there's yes. a certain definition of what it falls under. Yes.
1: Older guys usually uh, is physical type of an attack. Um, not necessarily against your person, but just noises in the house, uh, such as, uh, you know, things moving by themselves. Like, you might have a plate on the counter, and it might fly off the counter and fall to the floor. Right. Um, you know, you might have something, say, like a candle holder candlestick that may lift up off the table levitate for a short time
0: and then drop back down things so like if day. you if you watch the movie poltergeist they basically give you like the uh, poltergeist times a thousand you know juiced up poltergeist right absolutely and that's 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 unfortunately
1: where the um, a lot of the mis- Information comes from because that's not the true definition of what poltergeist is yeah. and you have also different types of poltergeist activity, something that may be related to the house and the environment and then they're, they're starting to see that there are some people who can um, in theory create their own poltergeist activity around their house that is just caused by that one person. By their own, possibly, energy? Yes. They them right. Exactly. They, especially if they have uh, very heightened senses and, you know, if they're really, let's say they're stressed out, they're having some sort of problem in their life, and they are just really, that emotional strain is just constantly weighing on them. And in some cases, there are people who are dealing with that that can generate the amount of energy that's capable of causing those types of things, whereas, you know, they think it's a a spirit, but then, you know, as it turns out, when investigated, if that particular person isn't in the home during the investigation, there might be zero activity. And then you bring that person into the environment while you're still doing your investigation and then all of a sudden, the activity ramps up. So it's all the person. Yeah, and then a lot of times you can indicate, okay, then this activity is making itself present because of your presence in the home. And then a lot of times, once that person knows that it's them that's causing it, then it stops. And it's just like once they once they consciously know, okay, I have to, you know, do whatever I need to do to calm myself down and not not bottle this up, and then it, that way it doesn't come out in this way.
0: So is that, uh, tell us what happened in Oklahoma. Okay, so uh,
1: to back to our story in Oklahoma, um, James and I were investigating the basement of this house and one of the claims that they had was that this old rocking chair that they had would rock on its own so while we were there we were hoping to see if we could get that
0: to also take place now what kind of mm-hmm. basement was it was it a finished or because i know some like my neighbors, we have a concrete floor. Our neighbors have a, a dirt floor, which is, I think adds the creepiness of the whole deal. Some people have old cobblestone stone plus the dirt. You know, it just makes it a lot more archaic and creepy. What kind of basement was it? Um, it, was, it was not a complete
1: finished basement. Um, there were concrete slabs um, and also dirt slab uh, where there was, uh, you know, just just natural ground.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but in this one particular area, we were just basically running baseline tests. And for those of your listeners maybe that don't know, is we were using uh, an EMF reader to basically get a baseline, which is a normal reading for the environment.
0: Yeah.
1: And just to, to see if we could pick up any so called spikes because EMF
0: spikes. So you basically walk through the, the whole area and just. Yeah. Pick an observation of what the number was and then if it went up anywhere uh, that would be where you'd want to go hang out at and see if there's any phenomenon basically is that what you're... okay and
1: basically we would use that area and you uh, can basically focus in on that particular area if we were to pick any any uh, higher readings um, usually, anything above I would say maybe a four. Usually, if if some place is not active or not doesn't have any natural EMF, because there is natural EMF, um, anything under four, it, you know, usually fits in with the natural environment. Say like they say anything like with place like limestone, different things like
0: that will hold uh,
1: an electromagnetic
0: field. Well, even even our heartbeat would put out. Uh wouldn't it have an EMF to it too, kind of? Yes, because
1: our body contains electromagnetic, you know, energy as well. So yeah, that can add to it, but like I said again, it's very low. So uh, while we were going through and and doing our baseline, um, we got a couple of spikes, and we also had uh, night vision um, cameras, that we were using to try and record and document any, anything that may have come up. Well, uh, the, the rocking chair, which we were focusing on, um, at one point did rock on its own. And we were able to capture that on video, which was probably one of the highlights of anything that I've ever experienced in my life to catch on video. Right and it was quite uh quite the experience and we we were just dumbfounded that we actually were there and got to see it actually happen rather than just being the claim of the homeowner did it freak you guys out at all like you... uh it 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 i think it affected me more so than james i mean he was excited but i know for sure for me my heart rate went up yeah. you know because I had never been able to capture anything like that before, so it was very, um, you know, it was freaky, I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Uh, but,
1: you know, I didn't scream or do anything crazy that like scare that. That
0: would a lot of people, personally. I, I, I would think so, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was it, but it was exhilarating at the same time, because, oh my God, we caught something. And here it is, and I've got evidence. I can play it back, and I can watch it again. You know, and it was just really cool that we were able to document that and be able to show it to the homeowner.
0: And what did the homeowner think about it when you guys showed it to him? She wasn't really very surprised because she had
1: witnessed it herself many times, but it was yeah. nice to know that somebody else saw it as well. So that she didn't, you know, because she kind of wondered if she wasn't a little kooky. Just to know? verify her
0: own sanity, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, because she was not a paranormal believer in ghosts or anything like that. But, you know, because of the age of the home and things like that, you know, there there was some history. I mean, unfortunately, I don't recall any of the history about whether there were any deaths in the home. But I know it was a home that was built in the 1800s. So there probably um,
0: was, definitely.
1: Yeah, so there could be a, some potential that there could have been, you know, natural death in the house. I don't think anything exciting like, you know, murder or anything like that. But yeah, it, just from that, I mean, you know, they say we are energy, and there are times that uh, sometimes people don't leave when we pass on to, you know, whatever is next. Sometimes people are attached to their environment and, you know, they stay. Maybe
0: attached to an object in particular. Like, Absolutely, and that that is
1: something you know that we wondered about as well because of, of you know the age of a lot of the objects in the house because there were some original things that were in the house when these people moved in that you know were told to them from the previous owners that that stuff had always been there and they just kept it.
0: And they never bothered getting rid of it or anything. They just kept it. Yeah,
1: because it was antique and it was old, and you know, a, a lot of people like to come up. Probably with not. Probably not made
0: worked. out of the laminate, right? Made yeah. out of real stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, not, you know, nice wood is, is something that a lot of younger people don't always, uh, you know, does they don't enjoy. So, well, that's
0: why they're they're starting to reclaim it now. I mean,
1: so I mean, yeah. So a lot of times, if you have something like that with well that—that's history, that was handmade, hand carved, whatever you say. So you know it, it has value. So a lot of people hang on to things. Would
0: that fall? Because I've heard of different like hauntings. There's haunted houses. There's just certain areas, and then there's the haunted object idea. Would that kind yeah. of fall under the category haunted object, or there is prob- there is more instances of different sounds of things? Correct.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely that that is
1: definitely something that has been proven um you know like as a good a good well known example is uh you know the um, Raggedy raggedy doll that is currently in the uh zach Bagan's museum in Las Vegas that used to belong to um Lorraine Warren who I'm sure some of your listeners, listeners may be uh, familiar with. Yeah,
0: from the what is that? First, the Conjuring, then Annabelle, right? Yes. Those movies are based off of that family. I want to say it was Annabelle.
1: Yeah. yeah. But that particular doll is is said to be possessed, and is kept in a in a case, and isn't you know taken out so that whatever is affecting that doll is effectively trapped, you know, in the case. But that's a very good case, a well-known case of something that is an object that is
0: haunted. So when looking in your experience in Oklahoma, did you guys have any more experiences? Uh, We had a couple more um, where we
1: did some... um, old uh indian ce- uh cemeteries back there that were attached to um schools that had been run back in the early 1800s and such um nothing really groundbreaking um as far as anything you know movement caught on camera but we had a lot of voices uh evps which were which were great um you know, and just the overall uh, you know what you might see uh, like a partial apparition mist things like that yeah um, that that
0: we uh, observe. Any, any orbs because I know I've noticed I looked online I see a lot of videos and pictures uh, where yeah. people actually catch orbs in cemeteries
1: yes orbs um, I like them but I don't like them because sometimes on camera they can be found out to be, not an orb, but at the same time, when you see the film or the video, so to speak, uh, uh, a lot of things can look like an orb that aren't. It could just um, be glare can, or... Right. could could be because, I mean, it, 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 it has been known to happen, especially from infrared light, you know, where you might get the right angle for some glare. Uh, but it also depends upon whether you know what the path of movement is like based on your yeah. environment. Yeah.
0: Well, so quality
1: too, the quality too
0: from digital. I mean, from 4K, to lower end digital, you're going to get different rates of quality and probably different effects that naturally come with it. I mean, versus film too. I mean, there's a yeah, lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of artifacts left in the film or video that are there from uh, compression loss and all that other. I've I've, I've looked into uh, the difference between film and and digital, and how digital now—it seems like digital seems to be tricking more people into becoming believers based on you know digital artifacts versus film, which is really hard to kind of make up because you got to use a a light source to create light wherever you're at. You can't just up the ISO and let more light in. It's just—I don't know—two different sources
1: yes absolutely and you know of course back then when we were doing this which was you know prior to i would say i don't know 2008-ish or so you know the the quality of the equipment that we had um you know even being low light and infrared was not anything like the standards for today
0: it's, it's kind of taken a huge leap i mean you can even get a I was showing James the other day. You can get an EMF reader on your phone, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, anybody can go out and get these tools, and they can go find their favorite creepy spot. Mine, mine always used to be cemeteries. Yeah. Most people don't yeah. like them; they avoid them. But I'm like, you know, if, I, you know, I just used just to be. Like I was very, very
1: afraid of cemeteries. Um, I, I just. That was one of the least places I would like to go. I just, you know, stayed away from them at all costs. But, you know, in this field, you have to sort of face your fears. You have to kind of get in. If If you want that information, you have to try and overcome it. And I haven't overcome it. I'll be honest. I still don't like cemeteries, especially at night. But... You know, if I'm really wanting to get down to the information on some things, I'll
0: do it. Have you guys ever visited one of those when you were in the 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 Paranormal Institute or? Yes, we. Uh, oh, you a, did. You just said there. you went to a native one. Did yes. you uh, visit any other ones?
1: Yeah, I we know. I know.
0: I know native ones like here have a tendency. They don't seem to be that decorated, but like a bigger one with mausoleums and the whole shebang, you know. Uh, yes, um, we, we went to one in, in the city
1: of Tulsa there. Um, it was a Memorial Cemetery, I believe was the name of it, and they did have uh, the big mausoleums and such like that, and uh, we were doing, you know, an investigation. There were three of us. It was myself, James, and uh, a guy by the name of Mike that was with us, and uh It was uh, probably the first time we'd been to that particular location. We uh, decided to um, do what we could get, and we were focusing on the mausoleums versus the uh, you know standard you know headstone graves and such like that. uh, Yeah, and uh, you know it was it was kind of comical that uh, we were walking around, and, and James would walk. To the mausoleums, and he would knock. And uh, I was like, "Don't do that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's I, don't, I don't think you should do that."
0: Did you go would knock, knock on them?
1: Yeah, he because they had they had actual doors on these oh, types.
0: Were the, the doors always locked though, and he'd knock on them? Is that the deal?
1: But... Yeah, yeah, they were. On, we couldn't actually go inside any of these ones; they were locked. But yeah, that just to me I felt like no that's you're disturbing them don't do that you know that he, he wanted to see if he could get any kind of reaction from that and uh, we were walking through and we didn't hear it with our ears but upon a review of some of our uh, tape we did get some moaning really and I wish that I had that recording I would play it for you but uh, I don't have it uh, at this time that was uh, something that I had tried to save on my little uh, digital recorder and, but through the years um, it has been lost
0: well maybe we can uh, contact Oklahoma and dig it up and share
1: yeah they may still uh, possibly have it I may have to look into seeing about like, getting that because that, be, that would be some good uh, evidence for you to hear
0: yeah
1: well, right. I mean, it was very scary at the time to play it back and hear it you know but we didn't hear it at the time you know we were yeah. in between you know sentences of a conversation and then this came up
0: it's almost like getting sent a picture of somebody spying on you and you don't even know who it is but you feel like you know what I'm saying
1: like yeah, you're being watched
0: exactly. like, like one of those movies ready to do that yep yeah. yeah, exactly so and well Jason um I was going to try and wrap up, but if you got more stories, you can tell.
1: Well, there's one other that I do have um, from when we went to another cemetery that is known as Floral Haven. Um, that particular cemetery has a stigma where they say that um, people that are buried there disappear. Really? Now, I don't know... You know exactly what that means as far as whether the bodies physically disappear and or whether or not that's paranormal but that was enough to get us to want to investigate this particular cemetery and uh we were walking around through there and i don't know if it was a regional thing you know being in the south but they had a lot of statuary within the cemetery, religious, uh, and so forth. You know, statues of angels, statues of Jesus, things along those lines, uh, which added to the atmosphere uh, quite a bit. And uh, we were walking around through there, and at one instance, um, James and I both witnessed uh, a shadow figure walking among tombstones, Probably somewhere uh, around, I would say maybe a hundred yards away from us, and I did my best um, not to turn around and run right there because that was just too much of a thing for me at that time. I, I just I tried not to panic.
0: Was it like um, coming towards you guys, or
1: it wasn't? It, it was. It was just walking. You know, probably in a, uh, I would say maybe perpendicular to where we were. You know, kind of in front of us, but not coming toward us. Basically, yeah. walking maybe alongside us is the best way to do it. I've it I've, was,
0: I've seen footage of the same thing you just described in in a different graveyard, and it was by different different observers. And I wonder if that's a, more common than we think.
1: I think it probably is.
0: Like I'm not saying like, it's it's like a fake thing of shadows. People are actually seeing these shadow people in these areas. Yeah.
1: And I have heard of the same type of thing, uh, and I've actually seen that on a few of the popular shows that have been on television as well. Um, but at that particular time for us, we didn't have our own video cameras, so we yeah. had to do it to document it other than you know, we were there. We, all we had at that time were just our EVP reporters, you know, and unfortunately we didn't catch anything that night. But as far as a, a, an observation, that was probably one of the most exciting, scary things that I have ever witnessed with my own eyes. You know, and I didn't know whether it was, you know, I mean, I, I didn't have any inkling of whether it was evil, negative, whatever, it just, it it was there and it was scary. And of course, you know, we we tried to go that direction to see if maybe there was somebody else, you know, with our flashlights, if it was a person and we were just catching, you know, but there was no other person out in the cemetery that night. So we still don't know for sure who, what, anything in regards
0: to what that was, that was kind of... What kind of entity entity it was, and exactly. whether it saw you or not, and maybe I mean maybe it's good. It wasn't coming towards you because maybe it meant it saw. I mean I don't know. That would, that would creep me out too.
1: Yeah, I mean that could have been you know what they call a uh, you know not a, not a sentient entity, but a, but a, like a time loop where it's just something that that happens that repeats itself no matter what, no matter who's there. Like it's stuck in time. Yes, I forget the uh the technical terminology of that but but there is such a thing as that that uh you know they say that there's something that happens to somebody and that energy from that event is recorded and just is on loop for eternity,
0: and maybe it's not necessarily the person' or that person's energy but just the imprint of their energy is that kind of like. The idea, or yes. would it be, the, or would it be the energy stuck in a loop? It would be energy. the
1: intent of that energy on that particular location. But yes, yeah, same same idea, though where it is on a yeah. loop it goes back
0: and forth and is always there. Well, with I mean, with general relativity, Einstein, we we can't necessarily say time is straight anymore like an arrow like a lot of people think that is true that well they've known true. it for they've known it for like a hundred years now you know now people are finally admitting that even though we knew einstein was right a hundred years ago and then the universe is stranger than we think you know now people absolutely. are finally catching on to it and applying it these uh, ideas and concepts to paranormal research absolutely and that's one of the things that makes this
1: particular type of research and this field in general so exciting, because it's always changing. There's always that, something new.
0: And it's important, too, I think, as, as a researcher. And it's, it's not just fun and exciting. it's it, it gets your blood going. It's one of those things. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a fun thing.
1: You know, I've, I've always... You know been interested in it and you know i enjoyed my experience when we were in oklahoma um i've kind of gotten away from that in in recent years only because uh you know time frame and having somebody else to share that with that will actively go with me on those types of things
0: but now, there's no society where we live <laughs>
1: Yeah, that as well. Uh, you know, there are some people that you know, there's a stigma for that. You know, oh, you, you know, why would you want to believe in that? Why would you want to, you know, spend your time, you know, wor- worrying about that nonsense? Maybe I think that when, people,
0: that when people see that, they automatically think you believe in Like, I don't necessarily believe in all of them, but I'm interested. I'd like to go out and test it myself, you know, just to see. Yep. Kind I mean, of I, don't people
1: in, you know, I don't believe in it from a, uh, you know totally ooh it's a you know i mean i I try to look at it scientifically too try to find out what it is to try and you know help answer the question of of what's next
0: then who knows we could solve other problems by knowing you know certain things yeah for sure
1: knows?
0: you know because i mean
1: who, who isn't wanting to know what to sort of expect after death because, you know, people that have near-death experiences, things like that, I mean, it, it piques people's interest. And yeah. I'm, I'm one of them, uh, you know, as well. You know, and it's, it's a lot of people are like, well, how can you have faith and yet also believe this? And it's like, well, that to me, that's easy, you know, because it's like I know that there are things in this world that we don't understand, and that's all I think of it as. This is something I don't understand, but I want to understand it, so the only
0: way to do so is to research it. Yeah, exactly. It's and, like a, I I keep thinking of that, of that, you know, the whole flat-earther thing. I mean, I could buy whatever this person says that I, you know, until I actually see it, then how do I really know? That's, I mean, that's an extreme example, but then, you know, if you're going to be a researcher, you always want to be able to test it firsthand. Like when you go to a chemistry class, that's why everybody's repeating the same chemistry assignments they've done for like the last 50 years, you know, because Absolutely. they want to they want to learn, learn that this is verifiable. They want to teach other people, show them it's verifiable.
1: That is 100% true. I mean, and that's the only way you're going to find out is if what this person says happens, If the same thing happens when you do what they did. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it. That's just the only way. So there has to be some way to verify the validity of whatever someone is claiming or such and so forth and that's that's just the way it is and as well, long you, as you either prove,
0: it either you validate it or you prove that they're wrong and what they think is happening is not really happening yep I mean, that's, I mean the basic idea behind the whole science I mean any science so anyway okay. good sir um, I'm going to close up now that's okay. all right with you yes thank you for having me and if you have any more stories you'd like to share we'll we'll talk about them and for this episode I'll post it tonight and then we can listen to it and hopefully if Robert is listening sorry Robert I didn't include you you're at work Um, I wanted to talk to Jason and it's hard to schedule so sorry James I didn't include you on this either it's hard to schedule but I got Jason so
1: (laughs) and you've got some (laughs) good stories anyway absolutely and I enjoyed uh, having me thank you very much for including me in this and uh, I look forward to listening back to the show and I'm a big fan so keep them
0: coming thank you sir you're most welcome